What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Barbells and Trails podcast. I am your host, Brett, back with another episode. So we're going to get into it today. And when I say that, um, I, you know, I don't actually have anything uh, planned for today. So I'm going to kind of waffle here for a bit, try to put something together as you as we come through talk about some stuff but i've had a uh, <clears throat> fairly busy week so it's been it's been interesting to say the least is i've had a busy week i've had family up from florida uh 4th of july and stuff yesterday and so i mean er- everybody's had stuff going on uh, i i don't doubt it and uh so i haven't necessarily had a whole lot of time to fully plan for this or come up with something real particular um when it comes to the podcast so we're just kind of here um i I do hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode on machine gun kelly or machine gun kelly life in pink um and all that it it was pretty it was a fun podcast to, to study for i guess I guess the past couple have been that way. Uh, I had a lot of fun reading David Goggins' book, and it was very, very eye-opening with certain stuff. And then it was cool to find out um, about everything with Machine Gun Kelly and and um, all that fun stuff. But which we'll probably talk about that because he's been in the news this week, and uh, so is Travis Baker. So, but yeah, so I wasn't able to necessarily get a whole lot planned for today. Um, it is Tuesday the 5th as I'm speaking at uh, 8 o'clock at night, so <clears throat> it's been pretty busy. Family just left uh, today to head back to Florida this morning, and I tried finishing that book I was reading to use today, but I still just had too much of it to read in time to try recording and getting it all done tonight, so I'm going to save that for next week. So next week's episode will be about habit i am reading atomic habit and power of habit right now um close to being done with both so i'm gonna finish those and um we'll go from there and we'll talk about that next week i just was not prepared enough like i would have i wanted to be for it so I was like, well, we'll just go ahead, put it on the back burner a little bit and kind of just roll with it because I knew I wasn't going to be prepared enough to try putting a podcast together like I want to for it. So here we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I've had an interesting weekend. I've had family up from Florida and been hanging out with them um, all throughout the week, going to people's houses for dinners and swimming and doing stuff and fireworks for the fourth and all that kind of stuff so hadn't necessarily had a bunch of free time this week um just hanging out with them why they've been up and then uh, i guess when it comes to the michigan kelly stuff i've heard about some of this the past couple days so i did kind of look into it a bit um considering it was last week's topic i thought it'd be interesting we kind of do a little follow-up um but apparently machine gun kelly i heard this week smashed a champagne flute on his head after his concert at um oh why am i blanking garden garden arena or what oh man oh man what am i what is it what's it called it is it is the madison square garden yes that one my brain was blinking so after that i i heard that he smashed a, a champagne flute apparently about fell from the helicopter as he came in and i don't think it was a real helicopter i believe it was a prop helicopter and uh I saw that he yelled at some staff member and kind of stopped one of the songs midway, which he did kind of talk about there. And he's like, hey, you know, humans make mistakes. If I wasn't human and I didn't 
have emotions and feelings you you all wouldn't be here so it stuff happens and it doesn't always go to plan or then you gotta deal with stuff and sometimes you don't handle stuff correctly so i guess you kind of lashed out on i don't know if it was a worker or what exactly was going on with that one i also from that same concert saw that a little kid had um gotten on someone's shoulders or something and i think he was like 10 or 11 and uh colson was talking to him um and told him that it's because of you that like i do this you're you guys are my inspiration and and all this stuff and talk to this i think 10 or 11 year old boy during the concert which was pretty cool but uh and then i've also seen something i don't know why this is in the headlines um apparently megan fox asked if machine gun kelly was breastfed as a baby i don't know why that's a headline um i haven't really looked into it i don't know if i necessarily want to look into it considering it's just kind of it's kind of weird but for what sounds like it seemed like um the life in pink movie is done pretty well um for the most part uh i liked it i I hope some of you guys might have went and checked it out after the podcast or if you listened to the podcast and got a little intrigued but um now i'm thinking about it besides like him in the news i did watch this week one of the free nights i had I decided, you know what? I don't got anything going on tonight. I'm I'm gonna watch the new, um, new uh, movie from Colson Baker, the one he he helped produce. Um, Good Morning with a U. Um, it's uh, I'm not a critic, but it is uh different to say the least. It's uh, definitely like a goofy stoner movie like it's not it definitely was not made to be a serious movie I didn't totally know what it was gonna be about or how how exactly they were gonna kind of make the plot but it's definitely a um just like a stoner comedy nothing super crazy some of it I was watching I was just like this is so weird or or random or kind of stupid but i feel like that was just kind of the vibe for the movie itself the plot was ridiculous like just kind of pulled people together of course megan fox was in it pete davidson was in it so um those two and a couple other people and it it was interesting It, it was definitely um an interesting movie to watch I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it unless someone is into those type of movies. Um, I was expecting a little more personally, but hey, it, it, it was interesting. It was fun to watch, at least. Um, kind of reminded me of like a... I don't... I'm trying to think what movie it reminded me of. Uh, and I couldn't come up with a good example even watching it. I was like, this reminds me of certain stuff. It's kind of like had like uh i feel like it low-key had some like jackass vibes to it with how it was filmed a little bit just with like real random bits and pieces of like comedy um not necessarily like doing stunts or anything like that just like very random shit and i don't know how it was cut together or what it would best be like translated from with something else but it was uh interesting to say the least (laughs) So if you guys want to check that out, go ahead. But also, in the news this week, Travis Baker, the producer that helped make um, the albums with Machine Gun Kelly, was hospitalized. Uh, I don't know if he's in the hospital at the moment, but I think it was Tuesday he was hospitalized, and they didn't really say much at first, but... It looks like he was reported uh, reported to be dealing with um, pancreatitis. Um, so what it sounded like, he was rushed to the hospital. 
due to pancreatitis and and uh, I think it was triggered by his uh, recent colonoscopy. So that's that's nice. So um, I, I don't think he's I think he's all right. But I did see that. Like I saw the headline and I was like, what the hell is like? Why the hell is Travis Baker in the hospital all of a sudden? Like just did this on him. He just released all this. And it was kind of random and just kind of fell into place. Travis Baker is a little bit everywhere right now, considering the Kardashian TV show and now the stuff with Machine Gun Kelly came out as well. Um, he's he's in the mainstream a lot recently, considering he's engaged to uh, is it Courtney Courtney Kardashian? Yeah, so it's it's interesting. But he was uh, hospitalized this this week, but he's all good. It's all right. No worries. But other than that, I mean, I'm trying to think what's what's been going on in the world. I haven't totally been able to, I haven't totally kept up. I guess on some of the stuff I keep up with, um, the Gideon is in the UK, which is a YouTuber, uh, American YouTuber, and he's he's over there. Um, I don't know, traveling, I guess, and making videos, and he just did uh, the Sidemen Sunday this weekend. Uh, twenty twenty v one, women twenty v one. What or yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> so it it was that was an interesting video. I did watch that, but and then I think uh, some of the side men went on impulsive, which I'm curious to listen to sometime this week. But yeah, and as when it uh, as when it comes to the that's very bad English, but. As it comes to this podcast, um, like I've said, uh, change some stuff up. Um, I I'm probably gonna be doing doing this solo at least for the time being. Uh, just me and Noah's talked and kind of with his busy schedule and how I kind of want this podcast to go and just certain things. It was hard to kind of make it line up and work when we both kind of had different. Uh, visions for this podcast I think Noah's gonna definitely be on um, every so often just for fun and we're, we're probably gonna this definitely gonna be like laid back episodes where you just kind of bullshit and stuff so um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of on it on my own for the time being uh, I would possibly have some co-host but I, I don't know I it's it's a challenge. I would like to have more people on in general, but that's something I got to figure out. I would love to kind of put together a studio and uh, have a visual representation, I guess, especially for like YouTube or even on Spotify, because that that is a new, newer thing now that's on there to have a video portion of it. So if you guys actually want to watch and see reactions or stuff like that I, I would like to kind of put together a studio here um probably in the next couple months if if you guys would be interested let me know if you think that'd be a good idea i mean i think it'll be fun and just having that visual aspect to it just adds to the podcast it makes it more oh uh, what's the word not relatable but it it, it makes you feel like you're there a little better just because you get to see see everything that's happening and and if I, if I actually kind of put together a semi studio where I can have someone else come on and I have another mic we can record here and do stuff there and <clears throat> it, it, it would be interesting and uh, I feel like would go pretty smoothly I mean it's something I would have to figure out because there's definitely things involved with that that I've never done personally when it comes to setting up camera work and dealing with some of that and set, set, getting another mic and trying to um, coordinate all that stuff and make it work but I, I would figure it out we'd get it done um, I feel like it would be a lot of fun I already have a few people in mind personally uh, that I would like to come on the podcast eventually just because I've had some 
interesting conversations with those people before and uh they're quite some characters and not only that but interesting stories and i i think it'd just be cool to kind of have anyone on at one point or another i think it's just kind of fun to change it up a bit and if i put together a studio it makes it so much easier especially with what me know where we're doing recording 2,000 miles away and dealing with the three hour time difference as well and trying to figure it all out having an actual studio to set up with two or three people depending to record and just have it all right here and there and everyone has a mic and it's stuff like that can make make it a little easier and um, I feel like a better conversation with whoever's on you're right in front of them and you can talk and I, I it's more it's a more connected communi- form of communication I feel that would add something to the podcast just a little more um, so ho- hopefully that will come through and if you guys say if you guys have suggestions for people to come on I don't know who um, who you guys would necessarily think to have on or I'm trying to think who would possibly listen to this that would suggest someone so not really a question to ask you guys at this point but um I have a few ideas on some people that I would be interested in having on or um recording with so it change it up and it would I think it would make make it interesting and fun um some of the people uh, I was thinking was people I've worked with in the past, uh, other, other podcast hosts, if I could get a hold of some, um, I think that would be interesting to kind of get their, their point of view on podcasting and learn about them and how they do stuff or kind of who they are and stuff like that. I feel, feel would be, be interesting. I already have at least one podcast in mind to reach out to. And uh, not only that, so with the past week, I haven't also done a lot on our Instagram, so I'm trying to figure that out as well. I guess this podcast is just going to be like a uh, basically a catch-up, just hang-out um, podcast. It's not going to be super long either, so it'll, it'll be fairly short. I didn't think last week's was going to necessarily be as short as it was, but hey, you know, made, made it quick, bite-sized. Um but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, I'm uh, going to start posting more on Instagram. I got to get that going and figure stuff out uh, just to get more content out with you guys. Kind of spread the word of the podcast a bit. Try building up a following on there that will hopefully a little bit trickle and trickle their way either to the YouTube or to Spotify and listen there and all that kind of stuff. Because every every listen, every view, all of it, it, it adds up, um, and I appreciate it. Any any like on a on a Instagram reel or story or like on one of our videos um, on one of the videos for the podcast is very much appreciated, and it definitely it helps us out. Kind of spreads it a little more, and it shows appreciation. And if you guys comment or leave comments on um instagram or youtube or on spotify on the poll it's very very appreciated and um and i i love getting feedback from people so if there's any critiques or ideas anything like that or just topics um any questions you have or uh i don't know just situational stuff that you're like hey what do you think of this do you have any advice i i don't know anything i love the um i almost said ambiguity but i don't think that's the right word i'm searching for in my head but i I love being able to kind of work together and get feedback from other people and kind of try to i guess give back or reach out to you guys if and back and forth like that that's I, I love doing that so if you guys are uh interested or have something to say or anything along those lines feel free to feel free to ask but um i'm trying to think what else i want to talk about or what's what's going on <sighs> hmm 
so yeah next week habit habit is what the topic's gonna be over i have a decent handful of books that i want to read and will probably become podcast ideas in some way or another um between i got some financial books i got some books from toby robbins i got uh i think it's the ice man i can't remember the name of the book but um i'm blanking on his name too uh that's not good um man i got another book that's really cool about kind of fitness and anxiety and dealing with that and like cold exposure i'm blanking on the guy's name all of a sudden um wim hoff never mind that is his name wim Wim hoff got his book that's uh i've read a portion of that i need to finish and start doing his technique more because it is it is quite amazing and it's um it's all about bettering yourself and kind of getting yourself out of your comfort zone to better I guess make yourself and your mind and your body more abrasive to deal with stress and anxiety and relieve you of like modern bullshit I guess um but I I have several books that I'm curious to read I got some stuff on real estate I got stuff on business I, I, I got a handful of books I would like to read and then probably talk about at one point or another. Um, but yeah, w- Wim Hof is pretty awesome. Uh, ooh, what what else has happened this week? I'm trying to think. Okay, so in the past two weeks, I don't know if you guys know who Yes Theory is. It's a channel on YouTube. They do some amazing videos, amazing concepts amazing videos themselves they're filmed greatly or greatly they're they're filmed to perfection i feel like and they're just put together amazingly and the stories they tell are absolutely amazing so i think in the past two weeks they've done two videos doesn't mean they were recorded in the past two weeks because of what they are kind of crazy stories but in the past two weeks i think they posted one video where they went to a blue zone which there's a handful of places throughout the world that have people that just live extraordinary long lives where it's like small towns and places that for some reason people are breaking and living over 100 more commonly than elsewhere and so they went there to basically try finding out went to one of those places to try finding out like why is it these people live so long and and all this stuff and it was a place in italy off of it wasn't in it well it's considered italy it's on one of the islands i'm blanking on the name of it It wasn't sicily it was the other one um <laughs> they went there for three four days they met the oldest woman in the town and she's like i think a hundred at least if not older and they like live with these people and kind of just consumed their life lifestyle and saw how they lived and tried to understand why they live so long and i guess as a excuse me i guess as a summary uh or what their conclusion i feel like ended up being was that they i don't they, they kind of said that the, the main thing that they think kind of allows people to live so long there and it to be so common one on an actual just health note it is some things that definitely have to do with it is these places are remote they're they don't deal with pollution they don't deal with uh pollution as much they they eat foods that they grow in their village and eat meats and every everything that's local and don't deal with a bunch of like pollutants and stuff like that but the main thing that they came up with at one point is probably just the sense of community and not only that but um they don't because because it being a small village 
they don't deal with like the hustle and bustle of modern society like elsewhere even though it they, they still live in Italy it's so remote and away from everything else that they don't deal with outside stresses they probably don't deal with social media they live in the moment they don't put up a bunch of stress and and try to keep up with like modern life and stay up with news and just a bunch of extra weight that humans in society haven't had to deal with until recently and they kind of think that that's probably one reason why people live so long and just enjoy life they they when they got there even though none of them spoke italian and uh it took them a minute even to find one person that spoke english or french because one of the guys is bilingual um they, they were so friendly and people were drinking it like like 10 in the morning like and they stayed up till three one night just dancing and partying and and uh stuff like that with the entire community and and this the hundred year old woman that they met they showed videos from her family where she was out gardening and working at 95 taking a pickaxe to this garden tilling up to the ground and ripping out weeds and she's at that point 90 or older and I think part of it is just they don't deal with the like everyday stresses of like living in a main a, b a big city or just with like modern society it's slow you kind of it's slower you, you live day to day and they just enjoy life in general and then not only that they work um, and it's like they don't lose that passion to live and that's probably one reason why they live as long as they do it's they don't they don't stop and it it was pretty cool to see and now segue i guess same group of people but they just i think released this video three days ago and it was all about um was it honey hunters so it's uh i think the first time i heard of this was from a joe rogan podcast but there are people in the Himalayas up in that area up in trying to think what country that is Ooh, damn it one second I am gonna uh, I'm gonna figure this out because I I know this but my brain has shut off slightly so I'm gonna one second I'm on a map it is in Nepal up in Nepal um, and they they went to these town this small town to uh, basically find and meet some of these honey hunters and it's a dying art it's something that I think they were saying roughly and even in that village had been been doing for about 260 years 300 years roughly possibly depending on where you are but the honey itself is like the most rare honey ever it's grown it's grown it's not grown it's made by these bees that make honey and hives on these like hundreds of feet high cliffs in the middle of these himalayan jungles in the middle of nowhere and in the most dangerous places and it's like some of the most rare honey in the world and this honey is psychedelic <laughs> and the whole reason is because they consume um oh what flower is it i damn it i didn't remember but it's a flower that only grows at certain altitudes that has psychedelic effects but so it's psychedelic honey and uh so they use it as medicine and other, other things and just in general regular honey is very good for you so it's, it's good it's cool but it's very rare and so they went to this village for three or four days maybe no it, I think it took them four days just to get to the village and then they were there for three days so they're in this most remote thing I've ever seen it's so and it was so beautiful too but I think they had to travel 10 miles by road after flying in 
to then hike four hours just to get to the town uh, in this village in the middle of nowhere. And they meet the only and possibly the last honey hunter in this village that they ended up in because there's no one being trained to replace them. And these guys will go on these hunts and... He's the main one that does the job. He gets picked by the local shaman, but they send a group of people to obviously help because it's a long hike. They got to camp, and then he needs a team of people basically to help him extract and get the honey out safely because it, it's not a job for one person. But they so they kind of follow follow him through this journey and kind of learn about it. And the crazy thing is, even the people that they brought with them couldn't communicate with some of the people from the village because it's a different language because of the region they were in in the country it was a different language than uh, just regular nepalese i think that's what it's called their language but so they go on this like two or three day journey to get to where this honey is and this honey hunter has to climb 200 feet of this bamboo handcrafted ladder and to cut off these giant chunks of honeycomb by hand and retrieve it and bring it down and the like one thing i think the thing that was most surprising to me is i didn't think about it when i think for some reason when i think of nepal and the mountains i don't think jungle first thing i i mean because i think uh when i think of the himalayan mountains i think of mount everest and it's like really high up and it's freezing cold and all this you know it's a tropical jungle where, where they're living and it's it was ridiculous the stuff they were dealing with everybody seemed to be getting leeches in the most random places which i didn't totally understand because <laughs> leeches are typically in water but i didn't see them necessarily go in a lot of water so i was kind of confused by that but everybody was getting leeches and so they're on this cliff that's probably 300 feet in the air and they have to go extract this honey and it's it was very amazing to see and witness i say witness as if i was there but and i think that's the reason i enjoy yes theory so much i've watched i think one of the first videos i did watch from them was actually a video with wim hoff where they went and trained with him for th- three days um, in Poland. But if you haven't seen their stuff, their their YouTube channel, hands down, is probably one of my favorites. It's not the same as like a Mr. Beast or KSI or Logan Paul or any of those guys. Like it's not it's not necessarily all entertainment. Like it is entertaining to watch, but I think. Th- their stuff has more of a artistry to it more of a film photography film is that hmm words it's more of an art and i feel like most of the stuff they put together is almost like a documentary because of how they film it and the stuff they do and they get and deliver some of the most interesting stories ever some of the videos are definitely more like typical YouTube stuff, um, but in general, like their philosophy is seek discomfort. That's also their brand name, besides Yes Siri, and and that's just kind of how they live their lives. It's like their mantra for their community and for their channel is that they do all these crazy things, and most of the time, fairly. Sp- spontaneous like they have a a general idea but most of the things they plan out they're not really planned it's like okay so we're going here that's about it they do like a little bit of research and they just kind of go for it and they see what happens and they just talk with people and get stories and do do this and that they they've been to chernobyl they went to the last place in europe that considers themselves a part of or they still live like they're part of the Soviet Union. Can't remember exactly where it was. And they just went to this 
city or yeah i think it was a city and all this and just some of the stories and the stuff i've seen from them quite amazing because it's basically all of them you kind of watch through their experience and get uh try to get what they get out of it a little bit i'm trying to think some of the stuff they've done but one that's fairly recent and which was pretty noticeable was one of the guys that's a part of seek discomfort or seek discomfort um a part of yesterday did uh what was it considered it was like light therapy no yes something like that there might have been a different word for it but it's some place up in oregon where basically you live like a hobbit for so many days in complete darkness alone and it was basically um kind of like a i feel like a, a a decent comparison would be like a sensory deprivation um tank or pool and it, it's kind of like taking away which which site is the most valuable sense that our body uses out of all of our sensory nerves most of them are used just for sight alone it's one of the most important senses that our body uses and uh so basically you go in there and you live in complete darkness in this in this room for and i think he did it for five days and it's kind of like a not a therapy necessarily but it's like a detox like get away from your phone kind of stuck in the moment lose track of time it like helps it's like it kind of like resets your body and it kind of throws your body off because it's nothing that's typical for your body to deal with and it kind of puts you in a new state um which i feel like is also similar to like uh the most quiet room which is the thing where it's so quiet that you can hear the blood like at one point your eyes or your eyes your ears adjust and it throws off your brain so much and that it becomes so sensitive that you can hear the blood moving through your body it's that quiet so it's stuff like that is very very interesting i would love to do a sensory deprivation tank I feel like that would be very cool to do, but if you guys haven't seen any of their videos, I do recommend it because they, they go on some pretty spectacular journeys and definitely some stuff I would love to live up to a little bit. Um, one, just because I would love to travel, but two, just to have some of those experiences and just to get out and see the world and meet people and experience just amazing things it's some of the stories and stuff they've come across are quite spectacular so i do encourage you guys to uh check them out for sure but I'm trying to think what else i had on the top of my head um <laughs> well it's really hot here in indiana I can't talk about that. There's not much to talk about. It's hot, and we haven't had much rain. Okay, so other than that, I don't totally know what to talk about. Um, th There's a lot I got going on personally that I'm trying to do with myself. I'm trying to... I haven't been in the gym in a few weeks, um, so I'm trying to get back into that routine. I'm trying to, you know... Since I'm reading Atomic Habits and Power Habit, I'm trying to utilize that stuff and information for myself, for my own personal use, and let alone I want to hopefully kind of break it down for you guys a bit on a podcast episode next week or something. So I'm trying to understand it as best as I can and go from there. But yeah, trying to do that, trying to study and you know working towards my real estate license which i haven't been putting as much time into as i should be so trying to change that um and just the past week like i said it's family's been around and uh, i mean i i'm not one to necessarily pass up on uh hanging out with family too much anyway so it's been interesting and i just 
you know, want to want to spend time with everybody as much as I can. So, uh, most of my days this weekend had been pretty used for the most part. So, other than that, I think before I end this off, because I don't, I don't have much more to really talk about. Um, man, my brain is kind of shut off. I did talk about more than I thought, but. I'm going to try having, I need to start scheduling more podcast ideas, coming up with some ideas, putting more stuff out on Instagram for you guys, um, anything like that. And yeah, like I said earlier, if you guys have any ideas or topics or questions or statements or anything, let me know. <laughs> um, I do appreciate it either way. But I think just to kind of end it off here, because I'm a child and I do find this kind of stuff interesting, <laughs> um, I love retaining information as best as I can. That's why I listen to a lot of podcasts and I want to read more books this year in particular and audiobooks and documentaries at one point and movies. I'm a nerd. Like in, back in the day, I would watch like – I would watch – documentaries on animal planet and shit like that but as i was saying yeah i'm kind of a nerd <laughs> so i i do love i i love facts i love history i love random shit sadly there's only so much you can get out of history because you don't know what actually happened but i thought i would end it off today with some fun facts because i'm a child and I find some of this stuff pretty interesting. Um, this one, though, I feel like we might have already said before. Or maybe I've read it before somewhere else. It's hard to tell at this point uh, some of the stuff I've talked about. So, okay, fact uno, uno numero. It takes a drop of water 90 days to travel the entire Mississippi River, spanning... 2340 miles Mississippi River is the third water, largest watershed and <clears throat> that's one long stretch of water so so long in fact that it takes approximately 90 days for it to travel its entire length I feel like we might have might have said that one at one point um f okay another fact uh the first person processed at Ellis Island was a 15-year-old girl from Ireland. I don't... That's an interesting fact, I guess. On January 1st, 1892, Any Moore was the first passenger to disembark at Ellis Island on its opening day. She had traveled to the United States with her two younger brothers aboard the SS Nevada after departing from Queenstown, Ireland. Hmm. And the busiest day on Ellis Island was April 17th, 1909. If you guys don't know what Ellis Island is, it was kind of like, uh, what, what would be the best way to explain this? So it was kind of like the gates to get into the country uh, for a long time. It was like where if you were an immigrant um, coming from Europe in particular, that was basically the port you would come into on this island, and that's where they would kind of document you and bring in all your papers and do stuff. That's how like you would kind of enter, enter the country as a foreigner. That was like the first, like, that was the start of your journey to that like actually get into the u.s and that's not how it is anymore but it was like that for a long long time um fact number three japan has one vending machine for every 40 people i mean that's a lot but i feel like that's not as random i i kind of read it wrong at first in my head i thought it said that there's 40 ven vending machines for every person which that would be ridiculous but japan is thought to have one of the highest densities of vending machines in the world with one to every 40 people while most sell various 
types of beverages. Others feature ice cream, noodles, disposable cameras, jewelry, caviar, etc. Um, I'm pretty sure I've even seen one with flowers in it. Um, oh, this is interesting. Uh, fact number four. Lemons float, limes sink. Um, okay. So limes are denser than lemons. They drop to the bottom of a glass while lemons float to the top. This is a very random fact, but okay. Um, trying to think. Oh, oh, wait. What's this fact? McDonald's once made bubblegum flavored broccoli. What? This crazy McDonald's fact will have your taste buds crawling. Unsurprisingly, the attempt to get kids to eat healthier didn't go well with the children or the child tasters who were confused by the taste. Quoted confused. Um, interesting. The first time the word period was used on TV in reference to menstruation was 1985. It came via a line in a Tampax commercial. Uh, the, the quote for the commercial, I guess, said, Feeling cleaner is more comfortable. It can actually change the way you feel about your period. Whoa. And this is the actor who made the pop culture and history was Courtney Cox. Of Oh. Well, that's kind of interesting. Courtney Cox did it. Uh, actor of, off of Friends. Um... Okay, what's this one? Ooh, oranges. Uh, wait, what? Okay, okay, okay. All right, this one is a little interesting. You know, like, who, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I guess this is uh, comparable. What came first, the orange or the orange? The color orange or the fruit? Fun fact, fact number six. Oh, I'm losing count, guys. I'm, I'm losing my mind, and I don't know why. But fact six, the first oranges weren't orange. The original oranges from Southeast Asia were a tangerine pomelo hybrid. And they were actually green. In fact, oranges in warmer regions such as Vietnam and Thailand still stay green through maturity. Speaking of which, uh, why am I reading that? Well, that's weird. Okay, so it's kind of like carrots. Like carrots used to be white and purple. And then we basically bred carrots to only be orange. I think you can still get purple carrots, but it's very, very uncommon. Uh, there is only one letter that doesn't appear in any state names. And that letter is Q. Boom. So that's um weird. Okay. Didn't know that. That was a weird one. Cow wait, whoa, what? Hey, well that makes sense. A cow and bison hybrid is called a beefalo. <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh lord. Beefalo. Johnny Appleseeds fruits weren't for eating yes there was a real johnny chapman who planted thousands of apple trees on u.s soil but the apples of those trees were much more bitter than the ones you'd find at supermarkets today johnny appleseed didn't expect his fruits to be eaten whole but rather made into hard apple cider i guess that makes sense like even I feel like that there's still apples. There's definitely still certain apples today I've eaten. And I'm like oh, those aren't necessarily very good, but that makes sense. I think he actually. Ooh, you know, now I'm on a tangent. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look this up real quick. Johnny Appleseed. I haven't. Oh, I'm old. I'm old. I haven't. Uh, okay, so I remember. Remember some of this a little bit. Pretty sure this dude died okay he died in indiana okay i was right he died in fort wayne for some reason i was thinking elwood but no 
So John Chapman, better known as Johnny Appleseed, was an American pioneer nurseryman who introduced apple trees to large parts of Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, and Ontario, as well as northern counties of present-day West Virginia. He was born in 1774, died 1845. Some of these illustrations of Johnny Appleseed are pretty weird. I forgot there is a Johnny Appleseed movie, a Disney movie. I forgot about that. He was a missionary. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. Introduce it. Yeah, that's cool. What else did he do? Was he only known for apple seeds? Did he like sell pumpkins or something hmm there i mean okay but johnny appleseed wait popular image of johnny appleseed spreading apple seeds randomly everywhere he went in fact he planted nurseries rather than orchards built fences around them to, to protect them from livestock left the nurseries in the care of a neighbor who sold trees on shares and returned every year or two to tend the nursery. He planted his first nursery on the bank of the Broken Straw Creek south of Warren, Pennsylvania. Yeah, all right. Well, that seems a lot more complicated than just planting random seeds. I'd rather just plant random seeds than have to build nurseries all across the country. Especially back then. He probably walked to all of them. He might have had a horse, I guess. Um, well, that was interesting. Uh, ooh, what? Okay, I'm confused. Fact number, we'll go with nine. S Scotland has 421 words for snow. For example, snizzles to start raining or snowing, fifthly to swirl, flinkin', flinkin' drinkin', a light snow. What the hell? Just say snow. Why do you need all these weird-ass words? You guys speak English. Okay, that, why, I don't, uh... I don't understand the Scottish people. <sighs> They're a little, a little weird sometimes, I think. We'd love to go there, though. We'd love to go there. If anybody's down, I'll go with you. Um, another fun fact. Would have never guessed this. Armadillo's shells are bulletproof. One Texas man... Okay. <laughs> uh, this is interesting. In fact, one Texas man was hospitalized when a bullet he shot at an armadillo ricocheted off the animal and hit him in the jaw wow okay don't shoot an armadillo just like everybody remember this remember this write this down when in texas or southwest united states or mexico do not shoot any armadillos you come across you might die you wait what okay i don't know i'm confused by this one but it makes sense at the same time uh, we'll say it's fact 11 firefighters use watering agents to make water wetter the chemicals reduce the surface tension of plain water so it's easier to spread and better soak into objects which is known is wet water so is water wet I guess that just answered the question okay I feel like this is wrong this is blowing my mind I'm just I just keep scrolling and coming across new stuff you guys are probably getting really annoyed with this but I am a child and I'll I'll own it I, I will own it um the the longest English word is 109 whoa wait whoa 189,819 letters long we won't spell it out here but the full name 
of the protein nickname Titan would take three and a half hours to say out loud. While it is by far the longest word in English, the longest word in the orthodox, or, oh, sorry, in the Oxford English Dictionary has 45 letters. The longest made up word ha just has 28. Just a few more interesting facts for your next cocktail party. I thought supercalifragilisticexpialidocious was supposed to be like the longest word, but apparently not. I, I mean, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe that's why. Like, no one. I feel like I. That should be a fact I'd know, and I feel like I've been told the longest word or seen the longest word before, but it definitely wasn't that. Maybe, maybe like this is like the unspoken winner that no one brings up because it's so damn ridiculous. And so they got to do the different word that's still crazy, but not nearly as um, stupid. Um, oh, well, that's cool. So running amok is a medical, re medically recognized mental condition considered a culturally bound syndrome. A person running amok in Malaysia starts with a period of brooding and then com commits a sudden frenzy mass mass uh, attack that's weird wait i didn't know this either Ooh. okay i think okay i'm i know i'm really milking this cow right here guys but um i'll make to save your guys sanity and so i can go take a shower because it was like i felt like 110 today and i walked seven miles listening to that audiobook trying to get it done and get do something as i did it or as i listened okay this this will be the last fact for the day and then i will sign out with you guys okay fact number we'll go with 14 i really need to keep track of this stuff more often most octopus or wait most some octopus species lay fifty-six thousand eggs at a time on average, the giant Pacific octopus will lay 56,000 eggs at the end of a pregnancy over the course of about a month. NPR reports at first these new babies float through the surrounding water unattached to one another or their mother. But then the mother gathers each egg, which is about the size of a grain of rice, and weaves them into braids, allowing her to keep an eye on everyone at the same time what the hell i kind of wanna i wish i could see a picture of that because um I, what i don't even know that kind of hurts my brain to think about but she braids her eggs together and they're apparently the size of goddamn rice so that's um that's just even weird as it is but okay so I know this episode is probably the most un I don't unstructured out of all of them I feel like. Yeah, no, it definitely was because I ended up just saying fuck it, clicked record and was just going to kind of roll with it. But I hope it wasn't a complete wreck for you guys. I hope you guys did enjoy it. and if you do, please share the podcast with your siblings your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, or fifth cousins like like the ones I saw over the past week living in my house in a camper in my driveway. So share them with family, uh, like them, comment, rate me, uh, rate the podcast on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, all of the spots, all of the places, hit me up. Listen to it over and over again if you want. I don't know, run up the numbers. If you want to be crazy, you do it. I'll allow you to do that. It's it's up to you guys. But I do appreciate your guys' support. I hope you guys are still here for the journey and uh, are curious to see w where this might end up because I'm an idiot and who knows what will come from it. And, uh, and I'm just going to kind of have fun with it and hopefully it works out. I'm not going to stress too much, but at the same time, I want to provide something that is both either uh, entertaining or factual or educational or fun. So I, I do want to 
actually provide something and not just necessarily gibberish. So hopefully you guys did enjoy and um, I guess I'll see you guys all in the next one. Uh, I will see you next week. Peace out, everybody.